Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Hallelujah. I don't know about anybody else, but he's everything to me. I don't know about anybody else, but he's everything to me. Just for a few moments, if you could just say something to him, tell him how much you love him, tell him how much you adore him. If he's everything to you, it should be easy. When people don't worship God, it it reveals that he's not everything to you. But if he's everything to you, you can worship. You can lift your hands freely and you can tell him hallelujah. We bless your name on today. For you are everything. Everything. God, we don't know where we will be without you, God. So you are everything to us. And we bless your name. Hallelujah. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for your presence in this place. Hallelujah. It's so good to see everybody this morning. I'm glad to be back in the house of the Lord. God has given me great rest. I know some people probably want to rebuke me because I said I was going to take four weeks off. And I only took two. Um, But God is a redeemer of the time. Amen. He knows how to do in two weeks what man can't do in four. So God has given me great rest. I believe he's given me a great word on this morning. And I felt it necessary to kick off men's month by making sure that I set the tone for what will be poured into the men on this month. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Genesis chapter 1. And I want to look at verse 26a. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26a. Do me a favor, tag a man tag a man in this um, on this live I want to make sure that God sends the men that he needs to hear this message and then also do me another favor um, type in the comment box happy birthday Pastor Cole it's Pastor Cole's birthday that's why we started late y'all Pastor Cole is like everything in, in, in this world in our local um, assembly he does so much for the body of Christ here at our church but he's resting he's enjoying his birthday so happy birthday Pastor Cole, so y'all show him some love. Tell Pastor Cole happy birthday. And then also just keep my wife in prayer. Keep my wife in prayer. She was feeling a little bit under the weather, but she's pulling through now. And it's not COVID, (laughs) y'all. She got a little cold from my son, Caden. So um, let's keep her lifted in prayer. And then also Carla Davis. Let's keep her and her family lifted in prayer. She laid to rest her sister on yesterday. Carla, we love you. And just know that God declares in Matthew 5 and 4 that he promises to comfort those who mourn. It's a difficult season, but there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. This is your time of mourning, but trust me, joy will come in the morning. Amen. So let's keep her in prayer. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 um, in the A portion of that text. The Bible declares, I'm reading the New King James Version of the Bible. Then God said... Let us make man, watch this, in our image according to our likeness. I'll read that really quickly again. Then God said, 
It's good when God can say a thing. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject, men in his likeness, men in his likeness. Thank you so much for the praise team. Y'all sounded wonderful this morning. I want, want y'all to know that y'all just, y'all sound real good. <laughs> so thank you to the praise team and the musicians. Men in his likeness. Uh, we can't begin to fully understand God's making of a man void of examining what God did in the beginning. And it is in Genesis 1 that God's plan for mankind unfolds. And it is in verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1 where he creates, or better yet, he makes the first man, Adam. And hear this, what the Lord declared over Adam in verse 26 should be the desire of every man. I want y'all to hear me and hear me good. The very things that God declared over Adam in verse 26 should be the desire of every man. I don't, I know, I don't know if I got any men on the line, but I need you to put that in the comment box. It's my, that's my desire. That's my desire. And herein lies, watch this, one of the reasons why we have so many men that are deadbeats and dead weights because they failed to have a desire to be made into a man. We've got too many deadbeats, too many dead weights because men failed to have the desire, watch this, to be made into a man. Even more, every male that is thinking of an excuse. I know I've got some men that got some excuses this morning. I know you didn't have an example, but that should not stop you from being made into a man. Adam had no example. Your, your, your environment should not stop you from being made into a man because watch this. Adam came from dust and your economic situation should not stop you from being made into a man. Adam worked and yet was not paid. I should be called to be a man and be made into a man. Every male is without excuse. Y'all know we got too many men. I ain't have no exam. My daddy wasn't around. Y'all don't know my upbringing. Matter of fact, I didn't have the kind of money that other folks had, but we are without excuse. For every male who calls himself a son of God, for every male who says, I'm submitted to God. For every man that says, I'm in service of God, our making does not come with an excuse. But our making into a man, watch this, should be expected. It's an expectation because our making is an expectation. Over the course of this series, my prayer is that every man will examine himself and evaluate how well they've been made in to a man that's why this series is called the making of a man the making of the man so over the next these next few weeks we'll examine a man who leads examine a man who loves and then examine a man and his lineage and i want the women to stay with me don't just think i'm focusing on the men because watch this y'all need to know these characteristics of a man so you'll find yourself um save yourself a lot of heartache they need to be made into men. And the reason why men in his likeness, watch this, this is why it's so significant. Because your leadership will fail, your love will falter, and your lineage future will suffer if I never do it in his likeness. You can't love like you need to love if you don't do it in his likeness. You can't lead like God needs you to lead if you don't do it in his likeness. And watch this, your lineage will suffer if you don't lead them in his likeness. 
I need to be made into his likeness. And God don't care how you lead, how you love, or the lineage you establish if you do not do it in his likeness. This is why Romans 8 and 4 declares this. Somebody needs to put this down, Romans 8, verse 4. The Bible says this, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Somebody needs to put this likeness, likeness. God finds no righteousness in anything we do unless we do it according to his spirit. In other words, in his likeness. Therefore, all that we do as men must be done according to and in his likeness. So the critical question we got to ask ourselves is, how do we ensure as men that we're made into his likeness? I believe as Adam was made in his likeness, so can we as men be made in his likeness. So let's examine the text. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back, so I want us to look at the text. Let's look at the first portion of the text. After God said, he says, let us make man. I want you to stop right there. Men aren't simply manifested at birth. I want to take this actual thinking, but men are made. This means men are found in his likeness, must be, watch this, continually formed. Here's my first point. If I, if I want to be made in his likeness, I have to be continually formed. In other words, watch this, there must be a maturation, maturation process. I, I've got to mature in my walk in God. The word make in our text is the Hebrew word asar. And one translation of that word is developing. So it's not enough for us to age as men, but God is looking for to advance as men. I've got to develop, develop, develop. And here's the problem with too many men. You got too many men aging, but not advancing. Uh, and here it lies. In other words, our walk with God should look different as we age. I don't, you, I'm, I'm going to say something, all right? It, it, it's funny when you can see a 40 and a 50 year old still trying to dress like a 20 year old. They're aging but not advancing. The people of God, the men of God need to advance. Somebody put that in the comment box. The men of God need to advance. Ah, does, my, does my walk with God look different as we age? Has your submission to God advanced as you age? Has your sacrifice to God advanced as you age? Has your service to God, I don't need you just taking out the trash at the church at this age. Has it advanced? Because we fail to be made into his likeness when we age void of advancing. Ah, we've got this. Why the old mothers used to say we've got some old fools in the house. Ah, Paul declared this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Some of these men, y'all need to write this down. Y'all need to take notes this morning. All right? Watch what the Bible says. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. That means to be continually formed by God means as we progress, we've also got to put away. Ah, somebody say I got to put some things down. So hear this. Don't tell me how you're progressing in your faith if you can't tell me what you've put down in your flesh. We got too many folks telling me that they're progressing in their faith, but I want to know what you've put down in your flesh. All right, so women, while you having this, this interview with this man, I know he a deacon, I know he a minister, I know he's getting elevated next month, but ask him, what have you put down in your flesh? 
Uh, this is why Ephesians 4.31 declares, we, we asking the wrong questions, y'all. The Bible says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and even speaking, watch this, be put away from you with all malice. That means as men, we have to continually ask ourselves, what part of our flesh have we put away? I'm so glad that I don't act like when I was 22. I'm so glad, watch this, I'm still in my 30s, but I'm so glad that I don't act like how I was when I was 32. I've got to put some stuff in the flesh away. Is anger still arising in our flesh? Is adultery still arising in our flesh? And even more, is a nasty attitude still arising in our flesh? Because flesh and the father don't go together. You are not in his likeness if you operate in too much flesh. Romans 7.18 reminds us that in this flesh dwells no good thing. So as long as we don't put away the things of the flesh, the Lord is not pleased and we are not made into his likeness. At some point, and listen, we all, watch this, develop at different rates. I want y'all to stay with me. Uh, many times there, there's this thing when you take your child when they're first born, they have these developmental charts. And they want to make sure that as they age that they're hitting certain milestones in the journey. But there comes a point in time where every child don't develop the same. I, I, I remember my mother-in-law saying that it's okay if you're not married. Now let them be married. At some point, God going to send you your spouse. At, at some point, they may have gotten the house, but at some point, God's going to give you the house. So here's what I'm trying to say. Don't get mad at the rate that you're progressing. Just be progressing. Ooh, that's good news to me. That just left. That should have lifted some weight off some men. Don't be, try to be like Pastor Keith. He's on another rate of progression. But all I need to look back at my life that there were some things that I used to do that I don't do no more. I realized why the old saint said I don't do those things no more. Ah, some of y'all 52 still doing the same things. Got to get it together because men that are made in his likeness are continually formed. That means that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be continually made into his image. He says this word make means to develop. In other words, our continual formation in his, in his likeness, watch this, it's a journey. It's a journey. And as long as we're on this earthly journey, my formation to look like Jesus does not end. It's ongoing. So as long as I'm in this thing, I'm in this race, God continue to make me look more like you. God, God, what does not look like you? That's why the old sense says, whatever's not like you, remove it, God. The men need to start praying those kind of prayers. Stop, watch this, letting the mothers pray that over ourselves and declare that over our own lives. God, whatever's not like you, remove it. Our continual prayers, men, must be, Lord, continually form us into your likeness. So the first thing I want you to know is that if we want to be made into his likeness, we've got to be continually formed. Here's the other thing. The Bible says, after he says, let us make man in our, in our, in our image, in our likeness, he says, it also um, our image, our image. So let's stop right there. It's important to note that this forming is done by the father and the father alone. That means your inability to be shaped by the one who is sovereign is one of the reasons why many men have, been, have failed to be formed into his likeness. You got to stay with me. In other words, it's not this, this being made into his likeness is not a work we do, but it's a work that he does in us. 
Somebody say, do, do a work in me, Lord. Do, do a work in me, Lord. Ah, no, notice this. This is why our foundational text says, and God says, our image. And this word, our, watch this, is a um, possessive pronoun. That means this forming is reserved for, for God and is the responsibility of God and God alone. And herein lies the problem with many men. We want to do work for God, but we don't want God to do a work in us. You've got pastors doing a work for God, but God ain't doing a work in them. That's why your boy took a sabbatical because I needed God to do a work in me. I can't be up here if God don't do a work in me. We've got to ask God to do a work in us. Ah, I wasn't just resting and chilling, y'all. I know it looked like that, but God was doing a work in me. Therefore, as, man, if, as men, if we want to be made into his likeness, here's my second point. We've got to be committed to the Father. Ah, committed to the Father. This is why Ephesians 2.10 says this. Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are, watch this, his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared, not you, beforehand, that we should walk in them. So hear this. Ephesians 2 and 10 reveals that we are his work, for we are his workmanship. It reveals that he only does that work for his will created in Christ Jesus for good works. And watch this, it's done through his wisdom, not ours, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So, so hear this, if we're not, committed, we're not committed to the Father until we submit to his work, submit to his will, and submit to his wisdom. Yet we have too many men that are committed to their work more so than God's work. Ah, we know what we need to change better than God. That, that means when, I'm, when I think I know what, I, what needs to change better than God, that means I'm more committed to my work than his. We're more committed to our will to, than to God's will. And we know when we're ready for change. You know, say, I ain't, I ain't ready for God to do all that. I, I don't want God to do. It, 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 just wait till I get out of this college years. God can do a work in women. We think we know better than God. And many of us are more committed to our wisdom than to God's wisdom. I know how I can change. I don't need God telling me to be on no altar for no, no hours at end. I, I, I can just go to this little class and find change. No, your wisdom is not greater than his. And whomever, watch this, your commitment is given to will determine if your forming will be canceled. You got to hear what I just said. Wherever your commitment is devoted to, it will determine if your forming will be canceled. And the reason why you still got a whole bunch of old fools, because they failed to commit to the Father. I know better. I've got, I've got better wisdom. I, I know the work that needs to be done on me. And it's my will over God's will. Somebody say, the devil is a lie. Therefore, we must ask ourselves, where does my commitment rest? Y'all know I just got to sow my royal oats before I get my life together. Okay, keep, keep sowing, and God, gonna, you're going to reap some stuff. And because it's his image, watch this, it requires his investment. If our desire is to be shaped into his likeness, then we must ensure that we submit our lives to him. Some, some man that's watching right now, put that in the comment box. I submit, I submit, I submit. This is why 1 Peter 5 and 6 declares, you know, the best things that happened in my life was after I submitted. 
You know, I thought I had a little plan for my life. I thought I had everything figured out. I thought I'd find this girl that was fine as wine, but things ain't really start to work out in my life until I submitted. And this is why 1 Peter 5 and 6 declares, therefore, humble yourselves. And that word humble means to submit under the mighty hand of God, that he watches may exalt you in due time. There's a proper time for your exalting, but it don't come until you submit. Therefore, where there is no submission, there can be no shaping. And this word exalt in the text is the Greek word hypso. And that one translation of this word, watch this, is to be made great. That word exalt means to be made great. In other words, great men are only created when men are committed to the Father. Y'all know folk be asking me, how did you do that in such a short period of time? How did God, how did, how did all this happen? How did you get all these awards? And you know what I say? I submitted to him that he could exalt me in due time. We got to ask ourselves, how great do you want to be? Because our greatness will be determined by our commitment to the one who can make us great. And watch what Psalm 37 and 5 declares. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he will do it. Somebody needs to commit their ways. Therefore, our desire must be whatever you need to do in me, Lord, do it. Whenever you need to do it in me, God, do it. However you need to do it in me, Lord, do it. Some men need to start declaring that God, whatever. God, whenever. And God, however, do it. Because in order to be made in his likeness, we must be committed to the Father. And watch this. Y'all ain't going to like this. I said that because it's his image, it requires his investment. But watch this. Because it's his image, it requires his incisions. Ooh. His incisions. Therefore, the question is, can you commit to the Lord to the degree which you allow the Lord to cut and circumcise the flesh of your hearts? We don't like to be cut, y'all, God, but we've got to ask God to cut me. Because if it's his image, it requires his incisions. Uh, watch what um, Colossians 2.11 declares. In him, you will also circumcise with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body in the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Because it's the Lord who does the making, not us. Uh, you don't make yourself great. He does. If our desires to be made in his likeness, we must allow the Lord to do the work in us by committing to the Father. I know the men wanted to be encouraged this morning. I hope it's encouraging you. I need y'all to understand that we need to be made in his likeness. Let's look at the last portion of the text and I'm going to be out your way. The Bible says, according to our likeness. The evidence of our formation is revealed by our fruit. So therefore, to be made in his likeness, it is necessary for men to conceive fruit. You thought you couldn't conceive nothing. Here's the last point. We've got to conceive fruit, conceive fruit. This is why Jesus said, even in Matthew 7, 20, therefore, by their fruit, will you know them? Women, listen, by, by, by their fruit, by their fruit, will you know them? Not, not by their they resume, okay? Uh, by their fruit. Not, not, not by what your girlfriend thinks. He's so fine. No, by their fruit. So the question we must ask ourselves as men, what fruit am I bearing? What fruit am I bearing? 
And one of the problems with men, especially the men of God, is that we know how to boast about everything other than what the fruit that we bear. Y'all know we like to boast about our jobs. We like to boast about our cars. We like to boast about our 401k. But nobody wants to boast about the fruit that they bear. And here's the word of wisdom. A real woman of God don't care about your money, don't care about who you manage, and they don't care even if you got a mansion. They want to know what fruit have you manifested. Uh, Some women do like all that stuff, but y'all need to be worried about the fruit that they manifested. Because hear this, your money washes who you manage, and that mansion won't save your marriage for the fruit. You got a lot of old, uh, you got folk that's living in big houses that, that don't love, don't like their spouse. You got folk that, that manage all kind of people, but don't know how to treat their wife. You got some rich women married to some rich husbands. That's in depression right now because their husband has not manifested the right fruit. Notice this. Women, when considering a man, please consider his fruit. Because his fruit will reveal if he'll be faithful. Y'all heard that? Not, not if he got a title. Because you got pastors cheating on their wife now. Not, not, not the house that they have, but their fruit will determine and reveal if they will remain faithful. When you're on that date, ask God, God, let me see just a glimpse of their fruit. Because that fruit, that fruit will tell you in about a, a couple seconds, let me get that check and I need to be on my way. Because it's going to reveal some stuff. The phrase according to our likeness and our foundational text, watch this, is the Hebrew word demuth, which means to pattern after or to resemble. So in other words, you don't have to be God, but you, will need, you need to at least look like God. Men, you don't have to be God but you at least need to look like them. And matter of fact, women, stop making these husbands out of gods. Stop making your sons out of gods. Stop making these male pastors out of gods. They are not God, but they need to look like God. Does your life pattern after who he is? Do you look like him? Every day that needs to be our prayer. God, make me look more like you today. So as men of God, Galatians 5, 22 through 23 must be our litmus test. You, you're saying, well, how do I know if I look like God? Women probably saying, what kind of fruit should I be looking for? The Bible says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness. Are they kind to you? Ooh, goodness, faithfulness. Can, do they always, they always in and out of jobs? Can they at least learn how to be faithful on that job they got? Ooh, gentleness. Can they, if you, listen, I know sometimes we have blended families. Can they be gentle to children that are not theirs? Woo, that's a good question. I, I'm not raising nobody else's son where you don't need to be with me. Self-control. Do they always pop off at the mouth? Roll rage. No, you need a level of self-control. Against such there is no law. Because if we are the seed of the Father, then we need to manifest the fruit of the Spirit. If I say that I'm the sons of God, we're called to be the sons of God. If I'm the seed of the Father, then I need to manifest the fruit of the Spirit. And watch this. At some point in my walk with God, love should be evident in my life. 
I said at some point, somebody put that in the comment box, at some point. At some point in my walk with God, joy should be evident in my life. I don't need to always be walking around like the thug with the mean mug on to look like I'm tough because I want people to know I'm hard. No, you need to have some joy on your face. At some point in my walk with God, peace should be evident in my life. I was telling, somebody got on my nerves over the last few weeks. And, I, and, you know, I remember a, a younger time in my life where I would just go off. And I said, I told my wife, I don't even know how to do that anymore. Because at some point, peace had begun to manifest in my life. At some point, at some, I don't want to hear nothing about that's how, that's just who I am. Okay, that you keep saying just who you are. Now, why do I say at some point? Because watch this. Because fruit requires a seed. Say with me. And fruit is seasonal. Y'all know there's different fruits that manifest at different seasons, all right? In other words, there must always be preparation before the harvest. That's good news to me. It, it means you're not expected to produce every fruit at the same time, but you are expected to make preparations for every fruit as we progress in our walk with God. Ah, what am I trying to say? Are you preparing your, for your future harvest? I know that I don't have peace now, but I'm preparing for it. Ah, ah, that's why I'm going to Bible study now. That's why, matter of fact, some of y'all need to go to anger management. I'm preparing for my future harvest. Are you preparing for your harvest of gentleness? Are you preparing for your harvest of self-control? Just work on it just a little bit. I know they cut you off, but you ain't got to say nothing. You ain't got to shoot that bird, brain that finger back on down. Because even when we have yet to produce that fruit, we should at least be making preparations for the harvest of that fruit. Because men that are made in this likeness must conceive fruit. I've got to conceive some things. And it has to be the fruit of his spirit. I want y'all to know this and I'm going to be out your way. We can't confess to be men of God until we are cultivated in his likeness. And it's critical to be made into his likeness. Why is this so critical? Because we can't lead, we can't love, and we can't leave a lineage that is pleasing to the Lord void of being made in his likeness. I want to make sure that God is pleased. Please, so as we proceed in this journey, of manhood and our walk with God is necessary for every man to examine himself. I pray that you've examined yourself this morning. Are we continually formed into his likeness? Am I, as I age, do I advance? I don't want to just be no old fool, but I want to advance as I age. The things I used to do, I don't do no more. Are we for fully committed to the Father? God, whatever you need to do, do it. God, however you need to do, do it. God, whenever you need to do it, God, do it. I'm fully committed to you. And are we conceiving the fruit of the Spirit? Next time, don't ask him about nothing else. You know what? Sometimes you just got to be quiet and ask God to reveal the fruit in his life. The reason that many of us as women of God, and I'm speaking to our women of God, we can avoid a lot of heartache because you do have some wolves in, sheep's in sheep clothing. And all we got to ask God to do is reveal their fruit to me. And men, we need to say, God, conceive some fruit in my life. Because our journey as a man of God begins and ends with being made into his likeness. Let us pray. Father, we bless you. We thank you for these men this morning. We thank you, God, for those that have tuned in to hear a word. But God, ultimately, God, we want this seed to be planted in their lives 
I pray, God, that it fell on good ground. It may have hurt, God. There may have been some incisions that were made during this message. But, God, we thank you, God, that you're the great physician. So, God, we pray, God, that before we ever attempt to do a work for you, that you'll do a work on us. And start with this, Pastor. Continue to do a work on me. Never let me preach a word, God, where you haven't allowed that word to do a work in me. So, God, as I submit, God, and the men that are attached to this flock, let them submit as well. God, we thank you, God, for all that you're doing in our lives. And, God, we pray, God, that we'll be continually formed as we age, God calls us to advance. Matter of fact, God, I speak this prophetically even over Pastor Cole's life. It's his birthday today, and I don't believe it's by coincidence. God, you're advancing him in the spirit even now. God, for his faithfulness, God, you're advancing him. God, you're taking him to new heights and new levels, God. Cause him to rest in that advancing. God, eye has not seen, ear have not heard, neither has it been entered into the hearts of men. God, what you have prepared for him. I'm speaking to Pastor Cole, who loves you. Thank you, God, for the work and the manifestation of that which you shall do in his life. There's an advancing over his life. And God, as the men advance, God, you'll be pleased with us. And God, we thank you, God, that we'll be committed to you. God, we submit. Many of us think we know the right, we got the wisdom to do it. We think we know the work that needs to be done on our life. As a matter of fact, God, many times our will gets in the way. But God, you said if we submit under the mighty hand of God, you'll exalt us in due season. God, the men of God want to be exalted. And God, it'll only happen if we commit to the Father. And God, finally, God, will conceive fruit. Not just any fruit. It ain't about the cars. It ain't about the money. It ain't about the bank account. But God, can we manifest the fruit of the Spirit? And God, even if we don't have that fruit in this season, we'll make preparations for our harvest. God, we love you and adore you. Make us into your likeness, we pray. Make us into your likeness, we pray. Make us into your likeness, we pray. And every man that believes so, and every man that wants to be made into his likeness said, thank God and amen. If you're a man that's watching this as a declaration of your faith, tell the Lord in the comment box, I want to be made into your likeness. I want to be made into your likeness. And there's somebody watching. I don't know. There's a man that may be watching. There's a woman that may be watching that says all these things that God can do that I can't do. I want him to do it in my life. But God says, I cannot do it until you submit under my mighty hand. And there's somebody that said, I haven't given my life to Christ. If that's you, it's a good morning to give your life to Christ. God says, I want to do a work. And watch this. I said this in my introduction. God can do in two days what man can't do in four. You maybe think it's too late to give your life to Christ. But God says, what man can't do in a, in a longer period of time, I can do it in a short time. God says, I want to do something in your life, but all you got to do is submit to me. If that's you and you say, I want to give my life to Christ, that'll be, that'll be the best decision you ever made. And all you're saying is that you're a sinner in need of a savior. And not only that you're a sinner in need of a savior, but you need the right savior, and that's Jesus Christ. And when you know that it's Jesus, you're saying, I want him the Lord over my life. And if you've confessed that with your mouth and you believe that in your heart, the Bible declares that you are saved. 
I want to pray with you. Let me pray with that person that made that decision this morning. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, for the one that has given their life to you. Somebody thought it was too late, but God, you're a redeemer of the time. The things, God, that you wanted to do in that life in 22, do it now. God, the thing, God, that you wanted to do in that life at 32, God, you can do it now. Let them, not, let them not fret. Let them not be afraid. Let them not worry. But God, you can do it, and you can do it immediately. And we bless you for it. God, wrap your arms around them. And God, cause them to be connected with the family of faith that can help guide them in this journey. Because we're not called to be in this journey alone. And we thank you and adore you. For your word declares when even one comes, heaven rejoices. For the one who made that decision this morning, heaven is rejoicing. And we celebrate with you as well. Hallelujah and amen. And there may be somebody who said, I want to join this church. I've been watching y'all since y'all shut down. I've been watching y'all since the pandemic. Matter of fact, you may be saying, I just watched today. But I know this is the place I need to be connected to. If this is the place you feel like you need to be connected to, I'd love to be your shepherd. I don't say pastor, but I say shepherd. The one who protects the sheep from the wolves. I want to be that. I want to guide you by still waters. I want to help protect you from the wiles of the enemy. And I want to help guide you on this journey, on this earthly journey, to be all that God called you to be. So if that's you, I want you to send us a message to church office at waytampabay.org or you can send us a message via Facebook. Say, I want to join this church. And if you say that, we'll follow up with you. Leave us your email address. Leave us your phone number and we'll connect with you so that you can be connected with this local family. Hey, I love y'all. I adore you. And I want to say this. Carla, we're still yet praying for you. I know it's a difficult season. I know some stuff catch, caught you off guard, but it did not catch God off guard. So we're lifting you up in prayer. Pastor Cole, we love you. Enjoy your birthday. And we'll see you on a soon coming day. And here's the other thing. MIT Rondell is going to come up with our announcements and give, do our offering. But I want to say this personally. At 4 p.m., I'm giving a pastoral address. I need everybody to be connected. Okay, a link will go out. It went out in this week at the way. So you should have the link, but we'll send it out again. And we'll send it out via text shortly after service. But I'm going to be talking about some critical decisions of the church and things where we're going in the future. And I need the entire body. So nobody comes back and say, oh, Pastor Keith, I ain't nobody. Had, nobody ain't keep me informed. Well, you need to be on our four o'clock pastoral address. OK, so the link will go out and I want you to be connected. Sit, make sure. Hey, my poor group leaders, I'm going to text you as well because I need you to text your members and let them know Pastor Keith wants them on that call at 4 o'clock today. I love you guys. Thank you for your prayers. I'm still resting a little bit, y'all, but it's glad. I'm glad to be back. I love you and adore you. So at this time, if we can receive MIT Rondell. Thank you so much, Pastor Keith, for that message, the makings of a man. You know, I heard it through the grapevine that some of y'all, y'all stop watching the live after Pastor Keith comes off. So I'm going to start with the announcements today because we have a lot of important announcements. So if you all would just stay tuned with us just for a little bit longer. 
Again, as Pastor Keith says, please keep Sister Carla Davis in prayer as she laid her sister to rest, Patricia L. King, on yesterday. Pray for her and her family, knowing that Matthew 5 and 4 promises to comfort those who mourn. He also advised us he wants as close as 100% of our membership to join him for an important pastoral address scheduled today at 4 p.m. Again, that is today at 4 p.m. The link was emailed out earlier this week. It'll also be sent via email again. Please make sure you make every effort to join Pastor Keith this afternoon as he shares some important news concerning the church. It's also men's month. October is men's month. So it has been set aside for us to um, build up our men this month at the way. In addition to our Sunday sermon series, we have a weekly midweek wisdom for men and seven days of prayer by our men during the final week of October. Our desire is that our men will be strengthened and stretched as we allow the Lord to make us into men. Also, this season has been trying for many of us, and it is always our desire to extend hope and help during the season. Therefore, on Sunday, October 25th, from noon until 2 p.m., that is Sunday, October 25th, noon until 2 p.m., we will host a fall harvest of help, where we will be providing clothing, home goods, and more for both our members and the community. Those who could use items of help, um, save the date and join us. If you are in need, we would love to be of assistance during that time. Again, thank you for worshiping with us. We invite you to attend our weekly vi uh, virtual services. It is also offering time. God loves a cheerful giver. The ways that you can give to us. Um, you can go to our website, waytampabay.org. You can give via PayPal or Cash App, the dollar sign, the Way Church of TB. Again, that's Cash App, the dollar sign, the Way Church of TB. And that is all of our announcements. Uh, we will close out in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time spent in fellowship. We thank you, oh God that Psalms 23 reminds us that we shall not fear for you are always with us. And so even as we navigate these uncertain times, oh God, we pray, oh God, that we will not operate in fear, but that we will operate in the confidence of you, oh God, that you are always with us. You will always lead us and guide us, oh God, so that you would be with us throughout this week. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.